Welcome to the F5 podcast. We look forward to conversing with you about the difference between men and women and how men think versus women. And uh, let's start with just a question. All right. So, it was a long time ago. So, relating to Bandcamp, I swear. Really? <laughs> relating to how women choose their partners. Oh. How mm-hmm. how do women think regarding that? We don't. It's all pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> it's all pheromones. I love it. Elaborates. There's some truth to that. It's biology, right? I mean, bitches. Uh, biology. Did you say witches? <laughs> biology, bitches. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. It's science. It's science. We don't choose. It chooses us. Sorry. I'm getting all weird now. Sorry. All Let's good. Continue. All good. All good. Um, I do believe it's pheromones, though. Like, haven't you been or seen or around someone that just really catches you and you mm-hmm. can't understand why? And then you just go, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being silly, but there's so much truth to it. That's like, true. You've been with maybe had people and then they just smell <laughs> different. You know? The way you put that. <laughs> no, it's so funny because I was just l- listening to, I don't know who it was, but they were talking about how when women are ovulating, they have a different kind mm-hmm. of like smell. They do. Or Hormones. like they look more, for some attractive. reason, they look more attractive to men. men. Mm-hmm. And you just don't know what it is, but it's during that ovulation period, which makes sense biologically biologically so, explains everything yeah yeah and it and they started going into how with using perfume and stuff like that we like mess some of that science up and so i just thought that was interesting so interesting. but how <clears throat> what makes you think some a man's attractive like in your head mm. is there like a logical it's not logical at all or is it just like do you mean just feeling? like looking at them yeah. what is attractive in general or no. knowing them like, I Character. would like to go on a date with this person. Ooh. Oh, okay. Ooh. I mean, I think that looks plays a big part into it. Just yes. That's just the general, like, oh, this person's attractive, this person's not. And then you can get into other things like their personality, the way they, mm. they talk. Are they funny? I know that mm. we talk about that all the time where it's like, oh, well, he's funny. and like, But it may, it's a thing. Smart. Like, you want somebody that's going to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, funny and good looking, preferably both yes correct because mm-hmm. you could have somebody that is really good looking and then their personality sucks, sucks. or they can't carry a conversation mm-hmm. oh that's mm-hmm. the worst mm-hmm. right. yeah okay so what about personality besides funny like what makes you start thinking about going on a potential date with this guy besides uh, besides being funny like so he's funny he says mm-hmm. a joke it's really you know it's really funny to everyone in the room um mm-hmm. so that's one aspect but let's like narrow down on other aspects of his personality <clears throat> that may be attractive. Mm-hmm. Confidence. I'm going to come back to, I'm going to come back to, well, confidence, but yeah. kindness, like as an observer kindness. of a potential person, right? you can see whether or not they're kind to others, their friends. Like if you mm-hmm. are around them, are they catering, you know, catering to their friends, whoever they're with. I, I look at that kind of stuff. Consider it. Consider it. Yeah. Caring. So then why do some men who are assholes get a lot of women? Because they're good looking. Mm, And some people don't look for the extra conversation, humor, all those things. They just look like, oh. I'm surprised how many quote unquote 
fuck boys are not good looking though. Mm. Yes. That mm. one's That like, is a good point. That's like how what the fuck fuck what, I think what is going on? Yeah. It has so, to be it has to be the confidence. Like, crazy confidence. Confidence is very attractive. Yeah, swag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Swag, so confidence. Like what is someone, swag in your head? Someone that can carry themselves in a way where here's the thing, like you don't have to be the most attractive person, but if you maybe had some type of I don't know, stance or stood a certain way, oh. like the way that they held themselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, or sometimes when it comes to so swag, posture it matters. Be, look posture at Isaac matters. right now. We're getting so swaggy over there. Um, or sometimes when it comes down, like I don't really care about fashion, but when yeah. like a guy looks good too, like what he's wearing, he's taking care of himself. You're always, you're also like, ooh, mm-hmm. swaggy. Hmm. <laughs> Great definition. Okay. Great definition. What about uh, what's a turn off to you? Like a huge turnoff, personality-wise. Hmm. I think more. I'm I think ignorance in, like, in the conversation, like ignorance? speaking on topics that they are not mm-hmm. either. It's just more opinions and like mm. really crazy opinions. Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge turnoff for like me. The world's yeah. flat. <laughs> as <an example>. Yes. <laughs> or like. I don't know, speaking on anything that's probably in the media right now and just like <laughs> really, uh, yeah. I don't know, being opinionated. very opinionated mm-hmm. okay. that's without any like credibility to it. Mm. That just eliminated 95% of the <laughs> Sorry, dudes. <laughs> everyone on TikTok. Because then you have to like sit there and like listen to this or be- if you're trying to um, mm-hmm. have an actual conversation of like, well, why? Or like, why do you see it like that if I see it as a different way? And they're just like, nope that's how it is you're dumb if you don't see it that way because mm. i've had conversations like that with people and i'm like mm. yeah yeah super opinionated uneducated mm-hmm. that the ignorant arrogant group is very hard for me ignorant mm-hmm. where arrogant they're group. they're ignorant but they're of arrogant. what they're talking about but they're and they're totally arrogant but they're like it's about the their opinion yep. they're yeah. like how the fuck and that person's very hard to reach because mm-hmm. there's not a humility to hear anything else and they're totally stuck in what they believe and you don't have the influence yet to like mm-hmm. have them open their eyes to it so it's right. like you're it's not, not gonna change yeah mm-hmm. uh what else is a, a turn off mm-hmm. action or personality trait to turn off mm-hmm. having uh just like a very debbie downer kind of attitude just mm-hmm. like yeah. oh, very victim mentality or uh, like it's raining on my birthday kind of attitude. That just really oh, negs me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. How about gossiping guys? Oh yeah. How's that say? Oh, guys are big gossipers. What? Yeah, I know. I I usually don't. It's weird when I see a guy actually conversing with his girlfriend about something because I'm like. I usually don't see that. Well, <laughs> yeah. To be fair, to with be fair. guys, no. Mm. Okay. Continue. Oh, I've seen guys gossip with guys. Before. Yeah, me too. No. It's so hard to adjust for this because we're <laughs> we're creating a different breed of man now, and so this may be more of a thing. Is they're becoming more feminine and more Catty. not mm. male. Okay. <laughs> Catty. But I would say. In the male male group, mm-hmm. gossiping is like mm-hmm. does not exist. Yeah, it's almost like a okay. Why are you, if somebody mm-hmm. like talked about somebody else? Yeah, like, what are you doing? I see. So, uh, so, what would you define a male male group? Yeah, 
Ooh. Um, Good question. Thank you. <laughs> male, male group. They're just, they're more masculine. They, I would say they tend to be more, not always, but they'll tend to be more in the trades. Mm. So they're more like physically hard workers. Okay. Okay. Um, but not always. Not There's certainly a lot of masculine guys who aren't in the trades, but a lot of them are in the trades. <laughs> okay. Um, they, they'd rather talk about ideas, concepts, their truck, hunting, sports. They generally aren't. The they, they're generally Business. not going to spend a lot of time talking about other people. And okay. they, they'll feel awkward when somebody else is because they don't even know how to like mm-hmm. respond. They just sit there quietly. Yeah. But some dudes will make an attempt to relate to their girlfriend through gossip if that's what their girlfriend does, mm-hmm. which is that's a different – that's ah, a different thing. Becky's such a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah. No, I've had actually conversations where it's like me and Chris and then like another couple and the other guy like says something like, oh, that guy's such a dick like this and that. And I'm like, why is he such a dick? Hmm. Well, um, I don't know. Like he just, I don't know. He, the way that he looks and I'm like, what? And me and my boyfriend are like, what, what is he it talking about? Sounds like about? he needs to eat a Snickers bar. Yeah. And he's <laughs> just like, reference. he's more of a follower person because he wants he thinks that's what everybody else wants to talk about mm. that's not the case um anyone watching the bachelorette Fuck oh, no. every fucking night Fuck no. Every night? sorry no. I, no. I gave up on that show like 10 years ago when mm. everyone no one ends up together sorry ladies yeah. no um and then they all have trust issues no fucking surprise yeah. How yeah, could you have trust something. issues when you're competing with 24 and other people they, for yeah, the same they, person? I, I can't. <laughs> How did trust become an issue? Here? I just don't understand the concept and people continue to believe in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that some people have actually made it. Like, who's the people? The people in the show or the people watching? The people in the show, but also oh, the people it. watching are okay. like, oh, we're going to find true love. I'm going for Mandy. Oh, no. It's entertainment, I guess. I don't watch it. Yeah, it's entertainment. So I had picked it up as like a way that Casey and I can connect because she really enjoys watching it. And she asked me this week, she was like, well, we can watch The Bachelorette. And I was like, I'm over it. Like, I've only seen probably like three or four seasons. Mm -hmm. And every season I'm like, oh, yeah, like I'm so excited they're together. And a couple months later, they already break up. I'm like, what is like, I don't want to get attached to people and then see them separate. (laughs) And And people wonder bullshit anyways. People wonder why when you go on helicopter dates and you go to Tahiti for dinner and then they come back and 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 you you have to live in an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. And then real life kicks in. You're like, oh, you're not nearly as sexy when you're not in a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. It's like these fairy tale dates. It's crazy. Was that there a question in if we watched Bachelorette? No, I, I was just my my wife. We watched it last night, and she okay. kept talking about like, oh, this guy is nice and blah blah. And she was just mentioning, and one thing she mentioned was there's a guy who was really good in basketball, and, <laughs> and he like he was really good, and they had like a like a tournament like a five five versus five Mm -hmm. and like he literally was like the best in the state he won like an award or something okay um minnesota and he never mentioned it and he just like let his actions speak louder than his words so he didn't really say oh i'm really good i'm like i i know how to play really well and that's one thing she mentioned she's like that's really attractive in guys like when they don't mention stuff and they just let their actions speak Mm. i love that i love that too i was gonna hiccup Wow. All right. So, question to Sabs. Oh, as the token male (laughs) part of this group. (laughs) Two token males. Um, Well, you're hosting, so. so. Yeah. Yeah. So, what what is attractive and not attractive in in women that you see? Uh, Which one do you want first? Let's do attractive. Attractive? 
I like assertive. I like smart. I like logical, deeply emotional, but not driven by their emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, aware, motivated to grow. Um, not catty, not gossipy, down to fucking drop into a sick mountain and explore. Um, kind of down for whatever. Jump out of a plane, swim with sharks. Mm. People who are willing in general to push themselves into situations where they are mildly uncomfortable but excited to give it a go. Can you think of a situation where you thought of or you you experience a girl and you thought to yourself, this girl's attractive. Think of a situation and then articulate that. Think of a situation where I thought a girl was attractive. Yeah. I, uh, I'm probably the wrong token guy to ask these questions to, cause I, I don't hardwire this way for, for one, it takes me a long time. I'm a bit of a slow burner when it comes to attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, of course there's physical attraction, which kicks in pretty, pretty much immediately. Yeah. <laughs> But when it comes to like actually valuing or the person being attractive to me, that takes time because what I want to see is who they actually are. Mm-hmm. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, and then it would be the qualities that I'm, I'm sharing. What are, what are physical traits that are attractive to you? Physical traits. Um, good hygiene, good teeth. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good hygiene, good teeth, dresses well. Um, smells good. Fuck, these are really vague. I don't know. <laughs> okay, pheromones. Let's, 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 let's do this. Go back to pheromones. But I would say this. Symmetry is, I think, important in beauty. And that's kind of a natural human thing. Symmetry. But I don't, like, I don't have a one particular physical part of the body that has to look a certain way, mostly that it all just comes together. Hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you ladies really quick before I go. Um, Where are you going? What do you think? No, not <laughs> oh. before I, Where are you before going? I talk. <laughs> so what uh, do you feel guys are attracted to? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's, start with, let's start with physical and then we'll go to personality wise. Hmm. You know, that's a great question because you would assume someone that has good health, um, someone that is Mm -hmm. working out, you know, has a more fit toned body. But I have some friends that actually like the complete opposite. Not because of the health reason, but just I don't I don't know. You must look sickly. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean like they're a little bit, you know, thicker. And they're like, that's what I hate girls that are like toned. So are you guys familiar with Lizzo? Yes. All right, so he he would be attracted to Lizzo. I mean, I, my oh, your man hypothetical, oh. not my man, oh. but hypothetical. Oh, got it. Then, um, I don't there, know. There is uh, we study this in psychology and human sexuality. There is a there is a physiological, and I'm failing to remember the reason at the moment. But hips skinny dudes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you'll see skinny dudes with like. Learn, yeah. Big women, and there's actually there is a psychological oh. explanation for mm-hmm. it. Really, um, the same reason like some men really like big breasts. There's mm-hmm. a physiological representation of fertility and femininity that comes with that that can be valued. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
but it is fascinating to see that. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. I think that's the beauty of the human experience. We don't all have the same taste. No. Mm -hmm. Like beauty has rules to it, if you will. Maybe rules isn't the right word because I am the beholder, but like symmetry is important in beauty. It like across mm -hmm. the board, doesn't yeah. matter what culture you live in, what tribe you're part of. Symmetry is, is something that everyone recognizes as beautiful, but it is cool that different people have different tastes, right? And, yeah. and everybody has different things that they like. I would say that's the exception, not the rule, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, for the most part, obviously. But what I've heard, models. what I've heard some men explain is like the reason that the skinny guy goes out with the big girl mm -hmm. is not necessarily looks wise; it's personality wise. Mm -hmm. That's what I've heard from men that have that preference, and the preference that he expressed. This is this is I don't think it's right, but that skinny women, beautiful women tend to be high maintenance and things like that. I think I brought um, that up the other day. That's a very, I've heard that more than I was, more than I, I was shocked to hear it as much as I have. Yeah. So more often than not, men will like date down with regards to looks because just long-term for long-term relationships, because if you don't have the personality to back up your looks, men will give you attention. They'll give you, They'll hook up with you, but they will not marry you. They will not be in a relationship with you in general, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Um, now, there are exceptions to the rule. Um, but And there's some there's something to be said about men choosing women just because they're beautiful. Mm. Because I've had, I have friend, friends in my group that have chosen women that were beautiful, but they were just horrible people. Like, mm. And so is there something to be said about that? Like long-term relationships like what is attractive long-term versus short-term cat you haven't talked ask her <laughs> okay cat what's attractive to men long-term short-term what do you think men are most attracted to i don't know men's minds <laughs> um, what do you think from our perspective what do you think it is that it could be superficial I mean, I, I feel like a lot of the initial attraction is going to be based off of physical mm -hmm. appearances. Um, and especially if, like, again, you're in the dating phase, everyone's putting their best foot forward. You don't really know, mm -hmm. like, what this person is because they appear all, mm -hmm. you know, shiny at first. Um, I think in the long run, um, this is funny, but it's the first thing that comes to mind. Guys just want to be able to do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So like not having somebody who's controlling, not having That's somebody that like either has to tag along with everything, even with things that they don't even enjoy. Like they would either, they would like obviously for a girl to like go along with him and have fun and like mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. fit in with the guys, not come along and like complain the whole time or like mm -hmm. ah, I broke a nail. <laughs> this, is, this is the segment of the podcast that's gonna go viral. <laughs> it's a good point because I yeah. feel like when people are long term, what ends up and I wouldn't say every time. I'm just saying I've heard it a handful of times that people that have been together long term, um, what ends up causing the breakup is she wouldn't let me, he wouldn't let me do this. And yeah. I just felt so trapped in the relationship. Yeah. As opposed totally to like in the beginning. Both ways. Mm -hmm. Like people mm -hmm. don't want to be controlled. Mm -hmm. But I think men are typically going to be a little bit less tolerant of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Whereas I, women, mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll find identity and conforming to the control. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, it's a good point. Spoken word. I yeah. think 
adding to things that are unattractive in women mm-hmm. um, is low self-esteem, insecurity, mm-hmm. operates from fear. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But some men love that. Love that. Yeah, but that's some because, women love it's because they're fucking predators, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, well, it's the same thing, like, on the other token of, like, women love projects oh yeah right Mm. love a boy with daddy issues Mm. because then they're going to be the one to come in and fix him like it's mommy issues functional Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can we explain that the issues mommy and daddy issues why have mommy issues yeah so so if you (laughs) as a male if you show up with mommy issues generally you either were under gratified or over gratified by the mother figure in your life growing up and so you there is a trauma or wound that was created there that was not processed Mm. so you're identifying with wanting to connect with mom Mm. and so you look at other women as a a way to connect with mom not surprisingly top three porn searches is milf and mom (laughs) which is sorry in the world of of sex it's it's right i can see i would say but like it's it's not surprising like the way people express themselves sexually has a lot to do with what's going on and yeah and it's and and the best is to not judge it it doesn't really mean anything other than there's there's psychological connections tied to it Mm -hmm. but it is a very common thing Mm -hmm. the mommy issue shows up and i'm looking for someone to replace my mother or Mm -hmm. to get the give me the validation i did not get for my mother or give me the validation that was over done with my mother Ah, and so that's the mommy side of things and that person is looking for a mom so if you're a woman who shows up as mom meaning you like to nurture. You like to be organized. You like to control everything. It's like a match made, in, like heaven. A match made in heaven. Those mm-hmm. two just go whoop. Yep. Now we're enrolled. The problem is, is it's deeply enabling. It can create mm-hmm. a codependent relationship because you're fitting off each other's needs that were very often tied to wounds or trauma that was unresolved. Mm-hmm. Not always, by the way. Sometimes that's just that's just the jam. Mm-hmm. And then daddy issues is the same thing in reverse for for women. I feel like if you're like trying to take a step back and look at someone's behaviors, though, that seem like so weird or counterintuitive to like what it is that they're actually trying to get, for example, like if you have somebody who grew up in a like verbally abusive household, mm-hmm. like they didn't mm-hmm. really talk over conflict, they just like spewed verbally toxic abusive. shit back mm-hmm. and forth then that's how they know to express love. Mm. If you have somebody that came from a more like religious uptight, like don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Well then when they act out, they're going to be looking for love to be reciprocated in a way that you're telling them that the shit that they're doing is crazy. Right? So you see these patterns pop up over and over Mm -hmm. through the various relationships that you have and it, like it's so helpful for me to be able to look back and be like, "Oh, that's where that came from." But ultimately, the individual has to do the work. Are you talking about in retrospect, like that. when you mm-hmm. experience something negative with that person, you go, and then later on, you're like, "Oh crap, that's mm-hmm. why they're like." That. Or how how yeah. you show up in relationship, right? Like we, we talked right. about this yeah. in another podcast. <laughs> the easiest way to figure out how somebody's going to be as a partner is go look at their family dynamic because that's likely going to be showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, point, if they grew yeah. up in a family where everybody yells at each other to deal with shit. And that's very healthy to them. Yeah. And it's healthy to them. And if you're not cool with that, then that's going to be a little bit of abrasive until you figure out, oh, okay, that's how they hash things out. So you want to make sure you get on the same page with that. But you're right. How we show up in relationship very often was what happened to us when we were children. 
It's funny, this is something that I've been evaluating. I'll throw myself under the bus here for a second, but I am typically avoidant of conflict and mm-hmm. I'll be the person to more so like shut down mm-hmm. when there's like difficult conversations or things that are happening. And I had this thought the other day of like, I was put into a corner by myself. Like, I don't know how many times whenever mm-hmm. I was a kid as my like punishment or whatever mm-hmm. for what was going on. And then I thought to myself like, <laughs> So you grew up and mentally started putting yourself in the corner. I just know, like, okay, well, when there's conflict, when someone's not happy with me, like, I just seclude and go off Mm -hmm. by myself. And I don't know Mm -hmm. that that is it, but I'm like, okay, well, if that could be one of the Mm -hmm. reasons, like, what am I going to do now to, like, overcome those things and not just go put myself in a corner and time out? (laughs) My mom would put it, like, if I ever had a conflict with my siblings or whatever, she or whoever it was, we she would have us go to a corner but hug each other, staring at each other. Aww. Yeah. And like, okay, what are you going to do? Like, works. you can't help but to like laugh after two seconds, you know? So yeah. I was like, that this is funny. I know, That's but it works. Yeah. It works. Like you two go to a corner and hug each other. You know? <laughs> it's funny. This my may sister, be like a, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, my sister and I, whenever we fought as kids, like I was more aggressive than my older sister and I would always get in trouble. And I, ended up like, I don't know if everyone as a kid, but our family, my dad had like the belt mm. or a sandal or a chinella or whatever they want to call it. Sandal? Yeah. And so those were ways. Yeah. And so those were the ways that, you know, like to You like, would always get in trouble though? It was always you that got in trouble. It was always me that got in trouble. So then what how did that affect you? Um, I, let's see. Let's see. Let's talk this out. <laughs> hmm. I got a windshield wiper, a spatula <laughs> oh, on top God. of yeah. And I thought it was, I mean, I, I mean, back then it was normal, right? Like now, God kids. forbid, yeah, you got the like, social worker on your doorstep. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't think it, I just always remember getting in trouble. And even I have a half sister who, when we were growing up, would babysit or did babysit. And I had this really hit me for whatever reason, but I spilled milk in my spaghetti for somehow and i got really sad and mad and she would not give me an extra bowl oh, of no. spaghetti oh yeah it was like just eat it you threw it at her and i cr- <laughs> i cried and she locked me or like basically <gasps> was like you're gonna yeah she locked me in the chokey <laughs> but she like um told me how to go to my room and then like put me in a closet <gasps> and so i was like hanging on the closet and like crying and um all of my cousins and my family like my younger or my cousins my older cousins or whatever were all playing outside in the pool and I just remembered being like dang like I'm alone like I remember feeling alone and sad and I don't know how that's showing up now in my life Mm. you know but then I think about that moment like dude I was really dramatic (laughs) like I was a really dramatic kid (laughs) I'm a very dramatic person sometimes though like yeah. We're all fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself, Frank. Right? <laughs> just kidding. I'm yeah, just I'm kidding. Trauma, but yeah, that one specifically, I remembered it being like spaghetti or mac and cheese. One of the two. One of the yeah. pastas. And I was like, ah. <laughs> My siblings just recently shared with me that there was, I remember this one time we were both running for our lives because our parents were, you know, gonna, yeah, they grabbed the belt. And we're like, ah, run! <laughs> so like <clears throat> my brother and my sister ran and they went under the bed and now i'm like where did you guys go dude we went under the bed like like good luck for you and i was like I and like they were like yeah we stayed there for hours just watch me just get yeah through. they like went under the bed you and took one for the team. Yeah. Oh, this sucked <laughs> yeah they're like yeah we didn't come out all day 
funny. I know. It's normal. It was so normal. Back yeah. Then, I feel. Yeah. I was like, oh, if we suck. just had any good evidence, that was a, a bad thing. Like, that's what's concerning to me. Like, we talk about this stuff like, oh, I it's changed. And I'm like, are children better than they were? Are we mm. more mentally healthy? I, mm-hmm. I don't see one stat that supports the way we're approaching parenting right now is so significantly better. If when anything. I look back and I don't think like, oh, it was so bad to, you know, it was just what it was put in a corner. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm thankful for the kind of person that I turned out to be. But I think everyone is going to experience trauma, like regardless of what your life holds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it could be something so simple as like, oh, you know, my dad worked a lot. But mm-hmm. like when he was home, he showed up and gave me all the mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. versus like, hey, we grew up on the streets and right. a rock, like real, like serious shit that happens. Yeah. And I think that's what we see. Like right now, kids are on their screens. They're not, yeah. you know, getting disciplined in the same kinds of ways. And they're like more entitled. <laughs> for it, I feel like you right. take away their screens and they get there's something to be said about somebody thing. that doesn't have any trauma and they'll probably show up in a worse way compared to somebody that does have trauma and that overcame it at least. No, but I think what you said is true. Everyone has some sort of trauma. But would you be worried about the person? my life and I'm like, I don't think I have trauma. But then I'm like, oh, well, I I like hold these little things as significant Mm -hmm. and everything in your life plays out to like create the individual. With this book that I was reading the other day, like it basically says we're steel, right? And as a child, like mm. you're kind of like beat and forged into like this sword that you are mm. today from all of the experiences that you've had. And it's good yeah. or it's bad. Great. Yep. Yeah, that's great. But uh, if somebody hasn't had, exp- hasn't experienced any trauma, you can kind of tell, right? That like, is Like he's like a trust, yeah, trust fund baby. That's its own kind of trauma. Yeah. 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 Like some, let's say some rich kid that was given everything and it didn't matter what mommy and daddy was doing, he could do or she could do whatever she wanted. That in itself will show up in the future because they're just going to expect all of these, all of these things given to them, but then also know that their parents aren't there for them. Correct. That's the other part of it is that's the trauma is Mm -hmm. is I didn't grow up with love. I grew up with money. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow Mm -hmm. up with attention. I grew up with money. Money was the answer to everything. Yep. And so they're conditioned to cling to money. And so they'll keep leaning into that and they'll have a problem with connecting with other human beings. But we all drop into this realm to learn particular lessons that come with particular traumas. And you're, you're exactly right. It's like you, you could have two different stories. One guy says, I never knew my dad because he was working all the time, but I was provided for it. That caused trauma. Mm-hmm. Another guy can say, well, my dad was home all the time and didn't take care of the family. Mm-hmm. That caused trauma. It's like, mm-hmm. fuck it doesn't matter how you swing it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and, and maybe we're overusing that word, but, yeah. but there are lessons that people have to work through. And instead of identifying, that's why it's like I said, the human experience is paradoxically very unique and then completely similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Right? We're, all, <clears throat> we're all here to learn. And they, I love the expression, we're all here to walk each other home. But there's lessons that we're here to learn that have to do with how we show up in the world and the experiences we had. And a lot of times where we get stuck in that is, we want to think that somehow our trauma is special. Mm-hmm. Right? It's one of the illusions, mm-hmm. the three illusions we have to learn how to surrender, the illusion of specialness, the illusion of duality, and the illusion of control. But the illusion of specialness that our trauma is somehow special, and please validate me for my particular yeah. brand of trauma, when yeah. in fact everybody experiences that. It's part of the human experience. Yeah. I kind of want to come right back into the dis- our discussion, right? So we all have trauma. 
And as you then start to date someone, is there like a particular time, you know, like we don't like just lay all of our shit on table first yeah. date, you know? Like well, you don't? Con- you I, don't thought that's a, I thought you would just bring your list. Like, yeah. Yeah. You could just, <laughs> well, some people do that chronically single. My ex-fiance broke up with me because blah, 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 blah. I don't know. They just throw up on the table. Why, why, why am I still single? I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to date me. <laughs> it's so yeah. interesting. I'm just kind of thinking back now, like, because we all have trauma and then you're starting to date someone. And um, when it comes to, you know, time or if you open up to someone and then they judge you for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like how can people navigate through that? Yeah. Does that make sense? Is yeah. That a great yeah. Question? It's a yeah. great question. I, I look at it uh, through the lens of a loving story, which is to say that people show up in your life to help you become aware of those areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Right. So particular traumas will be provoked by particular people in your life that provocation is giving you an opportunity to become aware of the wound so that you can deal with it. Mm-hmm. Once you deal with it, it will no longer have an impact. That person may also mm-hmm. disappear out of your life because they no longer play that role. Mm-hmm. But as you deal with your wounds, those things fall off. Every person is giving you an opportunity to do that. It's like the loving story is we all show up in a room together to play the role necessary for each other's growth, mm-hmm. right? That nobody is inherently an asshole. Nobody's inherently evil. Nobody's inherently trying to hurt you. Um, that they're playing a role to help provoke awareness in you so that you can figure that out. So if you're in a relationship and you go into wanting to share your experiences, your pain, your trauma, and you feel judged for that, you can't control that person and how they're showing up, but it gives you an opportunity to decide how you want to show up. Mm -hmm. How am I going to respond to feeling judged? How am I going to, how am I going to respond to somebody wanting to shut me down for expressing what I went through? Right? And that's your work. You can't control them, but you can't control how you show up in that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, this is kind of tangential, but I wanted to bring up a point earlier about daddy and mommy issues. Mm-hmm. And um, this may be a very glib way of explaining this, but yeah, sorry. No, I like that oh, word. You like that word? What does okay. it mean? Like overly simplistic. Mm, overly, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, People, men with mommy issues, or so women with daddy issues tend to become a hooker. This is a very simple way of saying it. I try to preface this with this is very simplistic, this is overly simplistic. How about this? Oh, most hooker. hookers General. have daddy issues. Most, yeah. There we go. That's most, not every woman with no, daddy no, no, issues no, no, is no, going to be. You know what, so let me, expl- let me just flesh out the entire thought yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then it will make more sense. So in, in, in relation to mommy issues. So women who have daddy issues tend to become the hooker. Men that have mommy issues tend to marry the hooker. Oh, oh the, I see the what you're hooker. doing. Yeah. I see yeah. what you're doing there. You had to complete oh, it. You should just move. You had to move right to the yeah, second half. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> it's like, I know some people that have daddy issues and they're not on the streets, but. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I agree. I get what you're Agreed. saying. Yeah. That's, that's in, in, in context. It makes sense. Like with like the whole thing, but just saying the first part is like, and, but yeah, so. That, that's just my my thought on on it like for me i had my issues do you think that they become the hooker um 
that's it's sorry to, the, sorry to explain this but i'm going to be clear i think what he's trying to say is not literally a hooker it's yeah i know the Thank way you. they show up is mm -hmm. very promiscuous and very they're so desperately wanting male attention they're willing to yes. do anything yeah. to get it sorry yeah. no no i understood I don't that literally. i don't i don't know yeah. <laughs> We should do a whole podcast of like the beginning hey. of your sentences. <laughs> what is he going to say next? And then finish the sentence. So uh, it yeah, makes sense. Let's do a whole podcast on me saying things the right way and not saying things the right way. Or yeah. I really appreciate your vocabulary. Yeah. I think you got a great vocabulary. Yeah, I, I no, I'm yeah. just saying that there's often times where the no, sentence I, starts and we're like, where is this guy? And then it makes sense. Ladies, it's okay. My wife says it all the time. Or the so other way around gotta, where it's going. I just get really up the platform. Like, I 100% want to tell you what my wife said, but I think she'd get mad if I said this on, on air. Okay. And we can I, do I it I hate after. to tempt you guys, but yeah. Well, don't bring it up if you're not. <laughs> that's, like, that's like, I have a secret. I'm not going to tell I you. I would, I would say this as we're, we're talking about mommy issues and daddy issues. I don't think anyone gets out of childhood without some kind of parental issue. Mm -hmm. Like I, I've, I've said this somewhat glibly in my own life. Um, my goal with my children is that they have different fucking issues than I did. Mm -hmm. Right. My goal, in other words, I have no doubt whatever attempt I do to offset one set of issues is only going to create another set of issues right. because that's their work and growing. I just want to make sure I'm not passing the issues I got down to them because that means I didn't grow. But I was talking to a, a, a therapist, a world-renowned therapist, about this topic um, uh, last year and, and was just talking about parenting as I was thinking more about as my kids are getting older. I was thinking about teachers and coaches and like the other influences in their life. And he just so with a kind of uh, Yoda like wisdom said, he goes, you know, I've been doing this for 34 years. Nobody comes in to talk about their teachers and their coaches. They come in to talk about their parents. Mm. Uh, I was like, wow, that's mm. fuck. That's yeah. true. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, what shows up like on a date, let's say, how do trauma show up on dates? Would you say projection? Projection is a big one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, it can come in with distrust too, right? Like you go on a date and you're just like, you like ultimately just don't trust the person for whatever reason in the beginning. Maybe mm -hmm. it yeah. shows up that way. Is it um, in the, Maybe like hyper analyzing their actions too, mm -hmm. like depending on what issues you're you like have had recovering. You're like, mm -hmm. are they going to do this? Are they going to do this? Am I going to like them? Is this the person I'm going to marry? Like they're just. And when you're looking for it stuff. in your mind, you're going to mold it to it happened. Mm -hmm. Like if you're looking for some specific action, even though they probably didn't do it outright, you're going to be like, well, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that causes the no second date. <laughs> No second date. <laughs> no second date. Yeah, this, it was just to, to create kind of a container to what we're talking about. Um, how we show it up in relationship is in reflection to the work that we've done, mm -hmm. right? So very often, and there is there's some merit to this idea, but two whole two two broken people aren't going to make a whole relationship, mm -hmm. right? So doing the work personally before you engage in committed relationship, I would offer is the ideal way to do that. I also am fully aware that is not generally how we show up in relationship. And there is something to be said that the people in our life can also, ideally at least, help us grow and get through that. But our brokenness shows up in relationship, even if it is we tried to show up complete, 
right? We always see that guy or that, that girl who tries to come in like they've got everything all together because they're afraid to show their brokenness, mm-hmm. right? And that's and their vulnerability and it shows up differently. But in relationship to one another is where we get to see what's really in us. It's it's like it can be a beautiful mirror and understanding of, hey, what are we experiencing? What are we going through? And help us deal with our shit if we're willing to do it. But projection is is usually the leading indicator of where the wounds are, what you're seeing in other people. And to, to go back really quick, you had asked the question too of like, well, what are you supposed to do if you're like dealing with trauma or something and you want to share with somebody, but you're afraid to be judged or you do and you are going to be judged. And the initial thing that came to my mind was like, well, work on yourself. So mm-hmm. then you're not going to be judged. But ultimately it, it that sounds off because it shouldn't be for the reason that you don't want to be judged, but understanding like, hey, if I was in this person's shoes or if I'm evaluating the person that I want to date, like I want to be able to consent on like the kind of relationship that we have together and the kinds of experiences that we're going to have. And like the way that I can do that best and like show up best for somebody else is being the like fullest version of myself and working through my stuff. And it reminds me of Um, I can't remember the exact like kind of quote or mantras that this woman had shared to kind of talk with yourself over and over again, but it was like, imagine yourself in like the happiest relationship that you could possibly be in. Like, what do you look like? What do you act like? Mm -hmm. What do you talk like? And be that today. Mm -hmm. Like there is, there's literally nothing that is keeping you back from Mm -hmm. being the person that you would be in the happiest kind of relationship. And ultimately being that is what is going to attract Hmm. the right person. And so you're not worried about judgment. Yeah. Clip that. One of the reasons judgment shows up, by the way, there's, there's, there's a few, but one of them is you fronted, you were something you weren't Mm -hmm. right. Where it's like, you come into the relationship as this person and then somewhere along the way you show up as somebody different Mm -hmm. and the person's like, Whoa, that isn't who I thought I was Mm -hmm. dating. So that to me is, is there's a balance here, but that is one of the reasons to show up in the most authentic version of yourself. But it's not like you want to walk up to somebody with a list of here's everything that's fucking wrong with me. (laughs) Hi, nice to meet you. So it's like, there is certainly a, a balance, a balance, balance to there. that, but being authentic to who you are is really important. Now that is, I hate using that word right now because especially in the woo woo community, it's weaponized in a way where, yeah, I'm just being me. I'm just following my heart. I'm just being honest. It's like, no, you're not. You're being fucking lazy and insensitive. That is not mm-hmm. the same thing. Right. And it's highly intoxicating to say those things. Cause it just makes you feel so good to live in your emotions. So mm-hmm. the woo woo crowd, don't listen to what I'm saying for the logical engineer group that's turned their emotions off hear my words. (laughs) Um, we got to land this. Yeah, we'll land this. Um, I didn't, wasn't able to share what's attractive to me. Um, in like 30 seconds, I'll do, I'll share. Boom. Um, so 60 seconds. Let's hear it. (laughs) Okay. So, um, physical looks is great, but I can sacrifice physical looks for like a long-term relationship. Um, and personality wise, it's, um, friendly. It's really friendly. Um, respectful, no drama, like give me peace. Oh, yeah. If you give me peace, oh. then that's very attractive for a lot of men. I so think. for men in general, for they men. just want fucking peace, just peace. which is ironic because the feminine is chaos. So I just want to be, I just want there to be peace around me. Yeah. That's like really, really attractive. So if a, if a girl brings drama, if a girl brings gossip, gossip, yeah. those things, it's like mm-hmm. to ask to, to, I think more masculine men, that's really like just a complete turnoff. 
negativity is a complete turnoff. I almost didn't even date my wife because of negativity because she was like really sick one day. And I was, I thought she was like super negative because that's how she was showing up. And I didn't know you she didn't was, know. She was like, sick. I rub some dirt sick. on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. She, I didn't <laughs> know she was sick. Dating? I didn't know she was sick. Um, no, we weren't dating. I was just kind of playing the field at that point. Okay. But I was like, oh, playing like when I talked to her one time, it was weird because I was dating another girl at that that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Go and on. Uh, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, so uh, she was like, like I talked to her for like 15 minutes, and she was like being like super negative, short. like down on herself, short. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to date. So almost. Did you ask completely... her like, hey, is something wrong, or you just were like, me, don't like the negative. Honestly, I mistakenly just assumed she was super negative, mm-hmm. and like I didn't want to be around her because she was super negative. I'm mm-hmm. like always positive, like. To me, if you're always looking for the negative in any scenario, that's like, ah, just like, I just hate it. But was this like like the first time that that had happened or was there like multiple times that you were like, okay, not again with this one? Because if it's the first time, I would have been like, wait, hold on. She's usually super happy, super positive. What's going on? I didn't know her well enough. Okay. um, At that point. Yeah. So. Plan the field. She is very positive for the most part, but she does have a tendency to. Like if she's negative, she needs to step out of that negativity sometimes. But, but every she's she makes up for it in like a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I would you agree with her. you many, many, many times over. I have very, very little tolerance for negativity. Mm-hmm. To me, that's Trauma. emotional immaturity. Mm-hmm. It's any any nine year old can be negative. It's not hard to be negative. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for my trauma, like I have mommy issues and then I'm an only child. So sometimes <laughs> I show up in a selfish way. Mm. And yeah, I'm aware of it. Yeah, I love the awareness. I'm, I'm aware of it. Yeah. yeah. yeah double. I'm overly <laughs> sensitive. I'm an only child. I um, have mommy Validate issues. Me. <laughs> I have mommy issues. I have a lot of things that I need to work on and I'm aware of them. I love it. We all do. We all do. And, I'm a second child. Okay. Was that? I have problems too. Yeah. And, uh, I'm first child. in the middle. But I have I th- problems too. I'm the baby. But I think a strength of mine is, um, I think very uh, strength of mine is I can take really harsh criticism and not take it like so personal that I don't want to talk to the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you do take criticism fairly well. I agree. <clears throat> more than most, especially more than most men. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah. and that is a strength. Yeah. And so I can adjust and change to like this any scenario so yeah and you process your shit which a lot of guys don't do i have a lot of issues man like i have personal i'm just gonna be honest like i I do yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's just do a therapy session yeah you should do a therapy session with everyone just like one 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 podcast dedicated to every person let's not say Whiskey with friends. Yeah. Whiskey, whiskey with friends. friends. We should whiskey. have some Wednesday whiskey. I love whiskey. Yeah. We all love whiskey. <laughs> I love whiskey. I love whiskey. All right. Can we do this? McAllen's and Coke? Okay. Did no. you say what? With, I think you said. <laughs> McAllen's and Coke. Okay. Oh, Coca Cola. Pepsi, Coke. Coke, drink. Coca Cola. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for letting me. <laughs> <laughs> so great okay thank you for coming to the podcast thank you for coming happy halloween yes happy Happy halloween Halloween. bye guys later